Is Mickey Haller dead? Did Lisa Trammell kill Bondurant? What are Alex Grant's ties to this murder trial? And will Mickey continue to get burned by his clients post-decision? Find out as Red and Red Real Reviews goes over part two of season two of... Question. What kind of bear is best? Do you have any history of mental illness in your family? I have an uncle who does yoga. It's a ridiculous question. When they say 2% milk, I don't know what the other 98% is. False. Black bear. That's debatable. Randall, look at eye contact. You're going to be cool, right? Oh, baby, I'm as cool as the other side of the pillow. You feel me? Who is it you think you see? I need a few more volunteers. Andy, will you be Iceland? The bad guys from Mighty Ducks 2? Don't think so. You have also heard the phrase, Lannister always pays his debts. I didn't actually sell my last car, I just forgot where I parked it. Boy, have you lost your mind, cause I'll help you find it. What you looking for? Ain't nobody gonna help you out there. Jesus can come through that door and he's not gonna help you. I don't know who Al Gore is, and at this point I'm too afraid to ask. You know nothing, don't snap. Allergies? Cowardice and weak-willed men. And hazelnuts. Who the hell are you? You know. Stanley yelled at me today. That was one of the most frightening experiences of my life. That idea is literally the greatest idea I have ever heard in my life. You all know exactly who I am. Act. Bears eat beets. Woo! That's a brilliant plan, is it? Bears. Beets. Battlestar Galactica. Bears do not... Say my name. That idea is terrible. What is going on? Okay, how about Japan? The bad guys from Karate Kid 2? Even worse. Now, for the last time, I'd like a side salad with balsamic. No, you clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I guarantee you, Toby, I've had it a billion times before. It goes like this. How many drinks of alcohol do you consume a week? One. That's it? One drink? One shelf. Sexual history. Epic and private. What? For the last time, she's not a waitress. You're telling me. If you want her to leave, just tip her. Margarita, tequila, soda, tequila, rocks, tequila shot, hotel, sex, room service, shower sack, super. It's... Do you exercise? Yes. Love making and woodworking. Oh, oh my god! My god. Daddy. That's gross, I love it. What for? We haven't even gotten bread yet! Stop... pooping. It's hard to believe we're even the same species. Baba boy. Welcome into the inaugural episode, or pilot as they say in the industry, of Red and Red Real Reviews with Binge the Ginge and Nutmeg 2 Palmetto. And I hope everyone enjoyed some shots of some shows that you and I have discussed a lot over the last 15, 17 years. Mm. And uh, now we're actually going to make it official and put our uh, flaming ginger hair out to the public. Wow. We're just 15 to 17 years. Like that just, wow. We're old. Right. The old word. <laughs> <laughs> depending on, depending on which uh, Molineca course you start counting from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're still, I mean, we're still red. We'll be red for a while. We yeah. won't be white, you know, cotton say, balls. We'll be, we'll be red and we'll be red until we're white like Santa Claus. Yeah, we'll be white and white real reviews. Yeah. 
Let's we'll change change the whole rebranding. <laughs> yeah. Although I'll really once it once it starts going to Santa Claus, I'll really let it grow out and be a real. Thing. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> you can go with the Santa Claus thing. You could be like bad Santa. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, uh, this show, Lincoln Lawyer, <clears throat> is a Netflix show produced by Amy Studios, and it it. I don't want to say it was a slow grow at the beginning, but it did kind of take a little bit of speed to pick up. And I didn't even realize, because when we were talking about what shows to do for the pilot and the kind of rough airing of when new seasons were going to come out, this was the first kind of notable one because the first season was very popular. And they only released first the first half of the second season, and it ended on a crazy cliffhanger. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. Where's the rest of it? Wasn't it supposed to this wasn't supposed to come out for another week. What's going on? Like I, I had like this hype up that the season two is already out, and then a significant jaw drop from Mickey Gann beating the head out back of his suburban. <laughs> yeah, that that was um that you know, that's kind of the new norm with Netflix is the way that they're doing things with the uh, halves of the season. So the one thing I really do like about that, though, is um, I feel like I just watched the first half of Lincoln Lawyer. Like, I mean, that was what, a month, two months ago? I mean, who's counting? So it yeah. seems like it, it comes really fast. So like, I mean, sometimes you're waiting like literally two years for a show to come out. So this is, um, you know, it, it, unfortunately, though, like it's, you know, you get the second half of a season a month or two later and then you've devoured it all and then you do have to wait a while. So I don't know. It's I, I think they're trying to, you know, ration out shows. They don't want people to just devour them or binge them. I don't really like using my own word, but <laughs> um yeah, I, 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 I mean, at least it's not like Amazon where they really ration it out. They go back to the old school of like, okay, we'll give you one episode a week, maybe two if you're lucky. Like that's torture to me. It's Going weird. back yeah, to how we grew up, like which is, I mean, it shouldn't be that bad because of how we grew up. But ever since you know Netflix was introduced, like how do we go back from getting all the episodes in a season at once? It, it and it's weird how the streaming partners are well not partners giants i guess i don't want to say giants but i guess they're all giants <laughs> at this point um it's weird how they're like experimenting with this where it was at, at the outset when when this was, became a thing it was drop all the episodes at once it was the mm -hmm. netflix strategy and and then as all these other companies start making their own platforms it's one episode a week or it's a 10 episode season but five drop mm -hmm. here and five drop another you know and, and and some of them still go, here's all the episodes in one show. Right. It's just, it's weird how it's just different from show to show. But I, I, I mean, I guess if, you know, if we're going to rank them, you know, I'd prefer to have the whole season because I'm, you know, a glutton. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I guess second best is that half season format, just because you, do, you don't feel like you're you're waiting as long. So I actually don't mind that for Lincoln Lawyer. And, you know, especially coming off of a show that the first season, like I just kind of started watching it on a whim. I didn't expect that I would really like it. You know, I was just kind of like, oh, uh, you know, it looks like people are watching this. Let me 
let me check it out. And I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, and it, it, our first topic, of course, is cliffhangers. And it, it's hard enough to get to a cliffhanger at the end of a season, having to wait for the next season. So then to do that, basically do that twice per season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's cut. Well, I guess you could compare it to like a mid-season finale kind of thing, mm -hmm. right? Because because yeah. shows still do still do do that. So I guess that's the closest thing. Um, like I mean, I don't know what you thought. <laughs> what? Oh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone does that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I was thinking of what shows. Uh, what show was I? I, I think I when I was watching 1923, they you know said next on the mid-season finale, you know. Um, but I don't know, getting back to cliffhangers, uh, when the first season, I mean, the first half of this second season of Lincoln Lawyer ended, did you actually think for a second that they would kill off Mickey considering he's the Lincoln Lawyer? Like, you, I, I think we all kind of knew they're not going to kill off a main character, yeah. right? Yeah, they they certainly they certainly made a convincing case, though. They did bloody him up quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like I think we all knew that he was going to survive in some capacity. Like he wasn't going to die, but it's just how badly off would he be beaten? Is is kind of the question that we were left with. What was your uh, best guess of who did it before they started to piece apart how it came to be? What what was your like first gut instinct of who like who sent uh, that team out? On like ep like thinking of like how I started off episode six, who did I think would have done it by then? Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't totally exclude Lisa from doing it. Um, I I don't know. I have like a a weird um relationship with what I thought of Lisa, you know, throughout this this season. Um. At first, when she was introduced, you know, when uh, when Maggie and Mickey were having a meal and she kind of was introduced, I was like, oh, like, you know, since Maggie's not giving him the time of day, like maybe this is a chick <laughs> who is going to give him the time of day. And I kind of like I was like, oh, she like own a rest. She owns a restaurant. Cool. But um, I don't know. Then, like when they did actually hook up, I was like, I don't know, just. I, I started to get annoyed by her and um, a little bit. Yeah. Right. And um, you know, then when she like hired him as her lawyer, it just, um, I don't know. I, I started to not really like her and I'm, I'm not sure why. So I, I, you know, especially with Lorna saying like, Oh, I don't trust her. Like there's something off about her. I really like Lorna. So I was kind of like, okay, Lorna's my girl. Like she's not going to steer me wrong. So I kind of had in the back of my mind, like, okay, we need like, we still need like a smoking gun. Well, not literally, but we still need, proof that Lisa didn't do it because she very well could have done it and just be kind of leading Mickey on and making him look like an idiot. It's actually funny to use that comparison or that um, synonym, I guess, <laughs> yeah. uh, because it took them forever to find the murder weapon. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I didn't, it wasn't, you know, pun intended or anything. I didn't mean to, but yeah. Um, but yeah, did did you 
like, who did you think? I mean, I don't know that I suspected anyone else besides Lisa that could have done it. Who did you think? I definitely didn't let my brain go too far into hyperdrive because I had a hard time breaking apart, like, who else it could have been besides mm-hmm. somebody from the Alex Grant camp. Um, <clears throat> especially after the, um, the, the, the preliminary hearing was in the first half of the season two, right, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to think yeah. of all that. It's um it's tough because there's just so many players, you mm-hmm. know. You have Alex Grant, you have uh Walter Kim, you have uh the FBI guy who Vasquez, Vasquez. whatever. Um I just feel like there's so many different people that were uh you know put on the stand and that you know it's uh uh Henry the podcast guy. Doll. Yeah. So it's just like um, trying to keep all the names straight for me. That was tough. And to be like, okay, wait, this person is in cahoots with this person who's in cahoots with that person or this oh. person paid this person off. Wait, what? Like yeah. just trying to keep the whole uh, uh, communication straight of who's who and who did what. It's almost like trying to figure out the chain of command in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Or the names in Game of Thrones. <laughs> At least the names are so yeah. confusing in Games of Thrones, but uh Game of Thrones. But yeah. Um, so keeping all of that straight. But um yeah, I I did really like I love how Lincoln Lawyer does those little like um, you know, after they reveal something, they kind of um show how it all came together or how they arrived at that. Mm-hmm um you know conclusion or like or when they're saying what they're going to do before it happens like so here's what we're going to do we're going to talk to this person who you know like I love how they lay it all out like that like you know Mickey with Lorna or like you know with Cisco they're going to have him do something like I love how they do that in this show that's just like part of the magic of the show for me it just gives the nod to Cisco on it (laughs) runs off (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well note about random note about cisco that i i wrote down i like screenshot when when cisco was on the stand because mm-hmm. i had no idea i don't know if it's ever been revealed in the first season or the first half of the second season but i had no idea that cisco had the last name of like fr- of my family like it, oh, really? it it's wichahowski which is like ridiculous to spell it's like w-o-j-c-i-e-c-h-o-w-s-k-i like that three to one constant to vowel ratio well apparently (laughs) i looked it up in like one in eighty three thousand people in the world have that last name so like when it they put him on the stand and it said um isn't his name dennis or something it's yeah it's like very normal and i sure enough i look on imdb and it says dennis uh cisco wichahowski and i'm like holy shit like that was that would have been my my mom's maiden name but her father went into radio and he changed his name to henry his last name because he thought it would be so complicated because he was like made fun of in school for his name being so long and so I like screenshot it and I was like going to send it to my family to be like, oh, my God, which house like in a show that's so random. Ironically enough, that could be a funny one to one to a topic that we'll get into later. Cool. <laughs> if, you All know, right. if you know what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as so 
the cliffhanger as they uh, unveiled this, it didn't make sense to me. Uh, Ray kind of has just been kind of like this use, useful idiot in the show. Like she's not really a main character, but she's yeah. kind of she's kind of like this presence that hangs over the main characters. Well, she so was for in, her um... to be the one to get the bribe. Uh, from I don't think it was Henry direct. I think it was Henry's investor. But for that all to get tied back to to Ray taking advantage of Izzy, then yeah. Izzy realizing that Mickey was right the whole time about her, it, it all that like you said when things all kind of make sense and go together, this really kind of wound yeah. up. Yeah, actually, when I heard the name Ray, I was like, "Who the hell is that?" I was trying to rack my brain because don't they like? Doesn't Izzy take her into the office one time and she meets Mickey and Mickey's like, you know, don't screw her over. And Mm. that was the like kind of the one time she was on screen. Right. I mean, yeah. So I, you know, that was kind of a little bit of a a cop out. You know, you've seen certain shows where like, you know, the, the character that committed the murder is like somebody who like, hasn't even been talked about like a very very side character and you're like what the hell like that feels like like I feel cheated because that's a very minor character and you're saying they did it all of a sudden although I didn't to that point I didn't so much mind it you being used as such in this context because she would have been a very useless side character without without this connection yeah, I I think that the um it seemed to me that that was done on purpose for, you know, Ray to be connected with with Henry um and in her Ray also being connected to Izzy because Izzy was the one that found Mickey when he was beaten. And um that kind of, you know, that scene in the hospital when Maggie is in there and she says, Oh, Hey, Izzy's been here all night. She was the one who found you. Like, um, you know, that kind of strengthens like the friendship and the, um, support with Izzy and Mickey. Like I, I think throughout the rest of the second half of this season. Yeah. And to that point there, there have been points throughout the two seasons where they do 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 that. I'm gonna do the same thing <laughs> you did earlier. <laughs> do do. Um, yeah. They where they have done that where they find something to strengthen Mickey and Lorna or Lorna and mm-hmm. Cisco or Mickey and Izzy or Izzy and Lorna. You know, I, I, although not so much yet with Mickey and Cisco, but maybe yeah. that's maybe that's so kind of by design because Cisco is more like an operator, less, yeah, less of an emotional character. Could be. Um, but yeah, that they they do. You're right in that in that context with this situation, and uh, I, I I do I do kind of think that that's been used before. Yeah, it's a little bit of you know irony because uh, Mickey was attacked, and Ray was kind of the reason that Mickey was attacked, and you know Izzy's linked to that because of Ray. So it's like it's all you know. Uh, this person is connected to this person who it wouldn't have happened because you know unless there was this person so um so yeah i i definitely think that was by design that whole thing well speaking of by design or uh i don't want to say irony but something that left just as about as sour taste in your mouth <laughs> as irony typically can um this uh you brought up earlier when 
Mickey first met Lisa and it was kind of like this moment where Mickey wasn't getting where he wanted to go, where he wanted to be as far as getting his family back together. Mm-hmm. And Lisa also present her, presents herself as someone who's very interested in Mickey and yeah. uh, romance takes off. Um, post his stay in the hospital, he's trying to get rid of the case. Maggie and Haley are at the house all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're uh, taking care of him, being very supportive, having family dinners together. And Mickey and Maggie's romance kind of rekindles. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, and you have this moment like, they're back, it worked. <laughs> um, and they, they, you know, they they have an intimate night. They're uh, they're 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 like, yes, we you know we still love each other. This is you know amazing. This is what we both want. And then Maggie drops this bombshell on Mickey that she's right. uh, head of major crimes down in San Diego. And she's, it's good that that's didn't wind up being a bitter moment mm-hmm. because she said, Hey, I'll commute back and forth. Haley can stay in school up here. But it's, it also kind of get to gave this like interesting early note to the rest of the season because you have this uh, brutal cliffhanger where me, Mickey's beaten beaten mm-hmm. half to death and gets back he's healthy he's motivated he's ready to get back to trial all of a sudden maggie's back in his life everything feels good and then yeah so that that it, it, it almost kind of felt like bup, 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 and we're back down it's like <laughs> it's like things are too good to be true like i i literally wrote like just kidding it's like they gave us and literally that was at the when they reunited um that was literally the last like 10 minutes of the episode. And then, you know, so they got them back together and they, you know, took the wind out of the sails within 10 minutes. Like that was defeating. It's like they gave us a taste of it and then they took it away. Like just as quick as it has rekindled, it was just like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of cruel. <laughs> I know. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I was rooting for them, but, um, like, you know, everyone's rooting for them. So that was, you know, it was, of course, they show them playing Monopoly in the hospital and then they show mm-hmm. them at home and then they just, uh, you know, they show the family functioning smoothly and everyone being happy and then they just take it away. And um, I I mean, it felt a little bit like Maggie was just kind of running away. Like, I, I, I get it you know, it, they have a complicated history and all that, but, um, I don't know. It just felt like she was kind of running away and, um, like they do have a, a certain connection that may or may not be like a little bit unhealthy, you know, a sort of a dependency or, or something, I don't want to say toxic, but, um, you know, we wouldn't root for them if they were toxic, I feel like. So, I think I, she I, almost convinces herself that there's something toxic about. Yes. Yes. Or, or like, I think she says toxic, doesn't she? She might say toxic. She, she says something, or at least, or, or or at least implies it that she's afraid that when things are going well between her and Mickey, that it just means that eventually it's going to fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. So and like she and like she's almost like protecting herself from it falling apart again and just continuously getting heartbroken but it's weird because they're not they're not getting heartbroken because they're hurting each other they're getting heartbroken because they're both cutthroat attorneys 
Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, but to me, like, there are worse things to be cutthroat about, about rather than, you know, caring about your job. I mean, sometimes you have situations with uh, uh, one of the witnesses in season one, I forget which one, um, where they, for Mickey to achieve something in his case, and then her case, Maggie's case took a significant uh, right. death blow. Um, and like so, like stuff like that. But in general, you know, in in general, how many, how many, how how many cases are going to intermingle with that? Right. Like it just seemed to me like she couldn't find a a, a job in the you know uh prosecutor's office in like a nearby town. Like she has to go that far away. Or like this is crazy, but like couldn't she become a defense lawyer so that there's no conflict? Like. If that's the one thing that's like preventing them from being together, like is there is their occupation? Like you would think there's some way around that if they really feel that like they love each other and want to make it work for their daughter. Like you would think that there's something they can do, but I don't know. It just seems like a little bit of a, a little bit of a cop out to be like, okay, bye. I'm moving to San Diego. I will say though, and you brought up. Uh you want to before you want to root for them yeah i will say them not being together makes you continue to want to root for them because you know they you know they didn't leave it off bitter yes you know that some somewhere that door is not completely closed well also the problem with them not being together is that leaves room for lisa and i like I almost wanted to scream at the TV, like, you know, when she'd be like, you know, put her hand on his or something. I'm like, no, no, Lisa, you will not. Like, it would make me angry, you know? I also did that from the from the standpoint of like, this is going to screw the case. (laughs) Yeah, well, that too. But it's like, you just want to shake him sometimes. You're like, no, like, Mm -hmm. don't like, uh, she'd be like, oh, I made some food for you. It's like, no. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh no oh, this weasel yeah don't make food for him like you're weaseling your way in yeah. i don't like it uh well the case obviously uh was is the big story in each season uh and this one had a weird i don't want i don't want to always say use the word vibe that a weird <laughs> like essence to it um where the trevor elliott case was kind of was more like here's this all this evidence stacked up and Mickey's got to strike each piece of it down the list, boom, 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 to, to, to break it down enough mm-hmm. where he's, where Trevor Elliott's not going to look like this, uh, impressively in, in, insanely guilty murderer. Um, whereas in Lisa's case, it, it had this sense of setup almost from the get go. Like something here didn't make sense. The math isn't mathing. Yeah. The whole time. <laughs> right. And yeah, and, and it all and it almost felt like this one shouldn't have been as hard to prove. Uh, so I I don't know whether like the case you didn't necessarily feel as invested in the case. You were kind of paying attention to all the moving parts. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of moving parts and and also a lot of things uh, that came up, like evidence that came up or people who came up. I'm thinking specifically of. Jeff um it it just all of that stuff was very like convenient you know Mm -hmm. like and not necessarily like I'm not speaking to like the show like them introducing it that way it's just like 
it, you know, to me as an audience, it, it made Lisa look a certain way or, you know, I, just the whole thing with like Henry and then Jeff, just when he would confront, when Mickey would confront Lisa, like she was just like, oh, like, why would you think that? Oh my God, I would never do that. Like, mm -hmm. I, I just, it was very convenient. Like, like, oh, Jeff just turns up and is like, oh, I want to talk to you. Like, yeah. I, it just, I don't know, just, it was very convenient the way that things turned out. Yeah. Um, the, the case resumes, of course, in the second half of season two with this very ominous gift, for lack of a better word, that Mickey gets of this FBI target letter mm -hmm. left. And uh, it winds up being that nobody can link this thing back to who left it. I mean, I think it's safe to assume it was probably Vasquez. Um, but I don't think they ever actually resolved who left the letter there. No, I, I think it's kind of implied that Vasquez yeah. left it. Like, he doesn't come out and say it, but I think it's definitely kind of implied. Yeah. Uh, but it winds up, it, it winds up being a, a good case to Mickey's defense. And the courtroom demeanor between him and Andrew Freeman, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they're doing a great job of making her be his real true antagonist. Mm -hmm. And to the point where, like, I don't want, like, let's say this show goes on for several seasons. I don't want to see her in every season. I want to see her, like, once every three seasons. Yeah. Or, like, a big case that, like, he's this, It's they have this, like, Optimus Prime Megatron thing, you know, like where these they're these two titans that you, you don't you don't see them all the time. So when they do go head to head, it's more of a treat. Right. But I think, um, you know, they're different in a lot of ways, but they're the same in a lot of ways. And they it's almost like they have like a mutual understanding mm -hmm. um, of each other and how they operate. So, uh, yeah, I the dynamics between them are interesting. I, I, I liked watching that. I think I think her acting job has been superb, but her mm -hmm. character comes off as so petty to me. <laughs> Just in her courtroom demeanor, um, her general dialogue with Mickey, it's some things like like I like I get it. You're both super intense people right. in your profession. So I, I get that, that's fine. But something about that just kind of like I don't like this woman. <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a little stuck up. Um, it it is weird too. Like, I mean, I know like Haley refers to her as like Andy, you know, like as if she knows her, but they don't really refer to Maggie a lot. You know what I mean in talking about Andrea or Andy. Um, they it went they, away. Yes, it 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 was a thing in the first half of mm -hmm. that season, but I feel like. This half, like, I don't even, they, like, don't yeah. even mention that she's a good, she's supposed to be, like, Maggie's best friend, right? Like, yeah, they you don't really her. get a lot of that connection in the second half. Yeah, they introduce this little tidbit of they're over, they're, they're, they're hanging out at each other's house all the time to have a dinner together, blah, blah, blah. And then just and, dropped it. Yep. <laughs> and now, and now she's just Mickey's antagonist. Right. <laughs> Like, wouldn't, you know, if she's mad, if she's your ex-wife's best friend, wouldn't like you have had years of like history with her, mm -hmm. like as like spending time with her, you know, I, that's what I didn't understand is like, yes, there, there was the, the courtroom face off with them, but there wasn't like a personal face off. Like they, they should know each other decently well, I would say just yeah. being, you know, knowing people, um, 
knowing his his ex-wife's best friend i would think but we don't get that (laughs) very yeah very odd speaking of their face-offs uh the 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 cadence mickey has in the courtroom he did this a little bit in season one in the trevor elliott case he did this a lot in this season with lisa trammell's case he i (laughs) there's so many moments that give me my cousin Vinny moments (laughs) moments <laughs> make me feel like it's I'm watching my cousin Vinny because he just like bing 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 shuts down I'm done with this guy I'm done with I don't have any more room for this guy you know like he just he, he has this like demeanor where he just goes into each witness and he just goes bing 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 yep you're done yeah <laughs> down. it's it's a little bit like he's uh the Latino uh cousin Vinny you yeah know? <laughs> <laughs> uh I do like that and as far as I you know I don't want to go necessarily too much into the granular stuff yeah. but i mean what kind what pieces of evidence do you think were most the biggest turning points over the course of the case we've got the hammer that comes up out of nowhere we've got the gopro video that's all zoomed in to make it look right. like lisa's the bad guy and then they pull there uh, that was walter kim's picture rather and then they mm. show the gopro camera and it's more like uh bondurant's trying to get her out of there you've got the the tapes from Henry's podcast that have her all emotional. And then he asked her, like, how many takes did you do? What did he tell you? Oh, be more emotional, blah, 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 that sort of thing. Uh, you've got the Renee, the, uh, it's his Facebook post. He's talking up Lisa's right. uh, reputation as, um, as a, as the, um, restaurant owner. And then they show the Facebook post where it's like, yeah. And to me, like that one, like you tell me <laughs> people don't post petty stuff on Facebook. Well, yeah. welcome to 2023. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, like, I, what, know. I mean, what all these? We don't have to go into each one of them. Yeah, be a little granular. But which ones did you think were like the biggest turning points for the, of the case? I it seemed like for a while there, each piece of evidence was kind of damning, you mm-hmm. know. And then it was it was up to Mickey to kind of turn it around. Like, you know, he's kind of having to fight back. Um, so yeah that was that was interesting with um uh, one thing i found especially interesting is the conversation about the hammer and uh that doctor who came in and used lorna as you know part of her demo and she um, was in season one right the I doctor yeah was she was in oh season i don't know maybe case. i kind of recognized she, her was she the uh expert she give the expert testimonial in the first season? I think so, because I recognized her. Oh, okay. I yeah, I didn't I didn't recognize that. Um, you know, but I thought that whole scene was very interesting. I mean, first of all, that she picked Lorna to to do that. And then the fact that uh, you know, so they're saying, Oh, so you know, you're saying at at this height, you know, this woman could not have hit the top of this guy's head and um And then, you know, Andrea brought up the point of, oh, but, you know, what if he were looking at the ceiling or looking at something like surely the way he tilts his head back, you know, a tiny little woman would be able to hit him on the top of the head. Right. Like that whole, um, you know, and the doctor said, well, you know, I mean, nobody knows because nobody was there. You know, that whole exchange was very. uh interesting and i found it so weird that mickey didn't come back and challenge that right away like for the most part the writing in the show is very sound 
mm-hmm. that felt like it that felt like felt like an empty an empty hole that they could have pushed a little bit more because it's like well sure i mean if we're just gonna throw in hypotheticals we could throw a, a billion hypotheticals right to, right to, to make this make sense you know right but i was surprised that that didn't get any pushback they're yeah. just going to accept the fact she's going to walk up, crack the mannequin's skull back, and be like, oh, look, I can hit it in the back of her head now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought that was really random to be like, oh, like, what if he was looking up at the ceiling? Like, okay, what if he was wearing a blue shirt? You know what I mean? It's just like, that didn't really seem like a, a plausible thing to me, or like, it just was very randomized, you know, mm-hmm. her as a prosecutor throwing that out. Like, if, if that's the one thing she's going to throw out, yeah, why not throw out a million other possibilities. Uh, what what other tidbits do you have from the trial before we get into what I think was the big turning point of the trial? Um, or maybe not turning point, but climax. I mean, I I just wanted to. I wrote a note of um, when they were setting up Grant to serve him the subpoena. I thought that was awesome. With Le- oh, Lorna and Izzy, the art, yeah. um, Tinto or whatever. They're like, oh, he likes this artist. That was great. I love that. And then um, Cisco's interaction with, um, you know, when he was trying to confirm the vil- uh, validity of the FBI letter, um, you know, he had that contact, the lady on the scooter <laughs> that he wanted to give. Um, she asked for the backstage passes to Def Leppard. Like I, that whole interaction, like <laughs> I was just... That was great. I was dying. Let me see the tickets. <laughs> let, me, let me see the confirmation. <laughs> yeah. So he and when he was like, okay, pour some sugar on me. And she's like, don't ever don't say ask. that again. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah. C- Cisco's, uh, I, 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 I mean, obviously they're going to have a role of an investigator in there, but mm-hmm. I, I like, I like that Cisco the way he portrays that role is just kind of a straight operator, uh, get the job done, cut and dry, no emotion, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad just a side note that the first half, like the first half of the season, they delved into his whole like motorcycle gang history. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I just kind of got bored by that. So I'm, I'm glad like that was yeah. kind of like finished and tied up, you know, they didn't really talk about that this the second half of this season. I'm glad that storyline was, you know, tied up in a pretty bow. So yeah. we don't have to hear about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, we got a, a fluff piece that. Yeah. Which I get shows do, but like Izzy's studio drama was a fluff piece, but that was it. It felt like it was a fluff story. It didn't feel like it was taking over the show at any point. And what about? What do you think about um, involving Mickey's mom in this season? Because I kind of feel like that was like, didn't really need to be there. It didn't add anything. Exactly. It didn't add any value for me. And especially um, similar to things we already talked about where they just kind of disappear. You know, the Ray Mm -hmm. thing kind of disappears. And Maggie kind of disappears. And Mm -hmm. uh, Maggie and Andy's relationship kind of disappears his mother just disappears. She just goes off to Calgary to chase her acting dream or whatever. And it's like, okay. So it was just here to add some angst, some anxiety to Mickey's uh, interpersonal right. character. Or how he yes. And, and, now then, and now she's gone. <laughs> and then it was to make us read um, Spanish subtitles, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I like, I could, I, I didn't see the purpose in that. And 
that I, I wanted to ask you if if you saw the same. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't so much mind that it was there, but it, it, as far as looking at the show, the season as a whole, it really didn't add anything. So it didn't add anything. It didn't it. further it along. I yeah, I agree. And, and and cutting out on on the court for lunch and going back for his birthday party or his special Thursday or whatever they called it. Um, <laughs> Like not even, not even that, not, they didn't, they, you know, there's no like rush. Oh, we got to get back to the courthouse. You know, it was like, Oh, we're back to the courthouse in time. Perfect. Right. You know, like there, there wasn't any, there wasn't even any drama, extra added drama from that little interaction. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I didn't necessarily mind it, but it definitely didn't, it definitely didn't, uh, it didn't add anything. Mm. Um, To me, the big climax of trial was of course, Alice Grant. Taking yes. And the whole time, especially as like, as the season, as the rest of the show went on, and legal starts going into, oh, mm-hmm. you can get disbarred for this, and Andy starts shouting, oh, he did this on purpose, blah blah blah, and you know, Mickey's like, oh, we'll prove it. Well, you know, that's like that sort of thing. Like, I definitely got a little bit anxious because I was like, oh, well, yeah, that actually could, that actually does seem plausible. He could be disbarred, blah blah blah. blah oh yeah. Sort of but like that one, I I liked how that went along as far as they uncover Bondurant's death that he owed, uh, the FBI letter that Bondurant wrote uh, mm-hmm. threatening Alex Grant. Uh, it's funny you brought up this uh, story about your, your family story about changing the name. Yes, and Alex Grant's on the stand saying, yeah, he's got this Armenian name and he changed his name to Grant to avoid xenophobia right. or mispronunciation or whatever the mm. case may be. Um, and then they go into the, the father's criminal history, then the uncle's criminal history. The uncle's hiding in a bakery, and he's right for the bakery. And he's like keeps like needling, needling, needling. Yeah. Needling. And all of a sudden, Alex Grant freaks out. He rips the rips the thing. He's like, "Oh, well, on advice of my counsel, blah blah blah, please, I exercise <laughs> the Fifth Amendment, blah blah blah." And that was like it, it. That kind of felt like it had this building, building, building um, intensity mm-hmm. to the point where it blew up. It's like, oh well, now now where the hell is this case going? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cause then when it, when it kind of, I don't know what made him plead the fifth. Was it when Mickey asked him, like, are you involved in criminal activity? Like, you know, with your father or your uncle or with this I, organization? I don't know if that was the question, but like when he got to that last question, that was, uh, yeah, it just, that was definitely leading up to a big, you know, when he was asking all the questions to Alex Grant, that, that was a lead up to something big. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it did it. It's funny because it was, we knew it was going to happen. We knew that was his goal. Right. And if they were obviously keeping it off the record, um, we knew that was his goal, but even though we knew it was coming, it still felt rewarding to watch. You know, it didn't feel like, oh, he, well, of course, he, oh, he pleads the fifth. Well, of course, he's going to plead the fifth. We knew he was going to plead. Right. The fifth. Well, we that was that was Mickey's plan. That it, was it one of those. <laughs> that was one of those um step by step things where he's talking to Lorna and he's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, do you think he's going to plead the fifth? Oh, well, you know, they're talking to each other about the possibilities. I I love how they do like the step by step of okay, here's what's going to go down, or here's you know what we're going to do. So so that whole um wasn't really a montage but you know how it was cut together and i always find i always think it's interesting not just in shows but just legal legality mm. uh, situations in general when the judge strikes grant's testimony 
uh, from the record after that. It says, jurors, you will not take this into your account, your deliberations, blah, 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 mm. blah. And, but I always, it, it always is amusing. Well, I don't, amusing is not the right word, but for lack of a better word, it's always amusing to me. It's like, how, how do you erase something like that out of your memory? I, I know. How do you just tell the jury to... Oh, forget what you've been told. Forget you know? this damning, ominous presence right. that just happened in front of your eyes. <laughs> like, let's re- let's rewind time and just forget that this all took place. Like <laughs> that, you know. I agree that that's that's hard to do. You can't possibly like erase the what you already have in your head. You know mm-hmm. what you've already thought. But to Mickey's credit, he did have a backup plan because Cisco mm. took the stand after that. Showed this camera that nobody mm-hmm. knew about in this old building across the street, and they show the truck of one of uh, Alex Grant's side businesses mm. parked in front of the garage at the time of the murder. So there was a little bit of, um, I don't want to say recovery. I don't want to say make good either. Whatever word is between recovery and make good. <laughs> and that was kind of, uh, uh, kind of a save, right? Uh, yeah. Kind of Cisco saving the day by by discovering that. Yeah, and it was kind of like almost maybe ace, maybe ace in the hole on mm-hmm. Mickey's part. Like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna set him up to plead the fifth. He's gonna plead the fifth. The judge is gonna strike the testimony, and here's a little bit extra. Here's a little extra something, something basically solidify what you just saw that you can't deliberate on, but still proves my point. Right. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I had, um, the only other thing I had out of the trial was the, the premature closing argument. Um, and not necessarily the fact that it was premature, but the fact that everyone thought Freeman threw out such this, this damning closing argument that put that reset all the progress they had made throughout the trial. And she really did nothing but repeated everything she said out of the, uh, opening statements like she brings up one point it's like okay well mickey already defeated that and she brings up something out you know she brings up the fact that like uh lisa had a contentious relationship with with bondurant and like well mickey already gave you a few different examples of distraction of why that was not plausible and brought up the thing about the hammer or the plate the timing and that's where it's like well mickey already like just dissected this stuff like right why you, like why did you just want to rush this? Did you just like, get out of the way? Like, why did you just want to rush this closing argument out? That you just repeat stuff that was already defeated in trial, or at least contended. It was was that the time that you know she set her phone timer. You know, the judge said, "Oh, well, you have twenty minutes," and she's like, "I can do it in 10. and she sets her timer. Mm-hmm. That was the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, she I, always I... does it on her iPhone so pretentiously, like. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to confess I set timers on my phone for everything just like that but I'm not you know a prosecutor so <laughs> just pointing that out but um but yeah I agree with you I don't think it was like the uh the flex that she thought it was you know like it wasn't that impressive really I know <laughs> especially especially with what she said I'm like you're not saying anything you're not proving your case right now yeah yeah, just doing a lot of this, but like not saying much. Um, I, yeah, I got one more question. You got anything else from the trial? Um, not for the trial, no. Um, no, I uh, 
I kind of wanted to get into the symbolism and, uh, you know, like foreshadowing or, or little Easter eggs or signs that you saw. Um, I went back and sort of reviewed the episode. I didn't watch them all the way through, but I picked out a few things that I was like, wow, that was definitely foreshadowing or an Easter egg, you know, indicating what was to come. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought like this, this segment, this, I, this segment, I hope we are able to do on a consistent basis, picking things out. Because I guess technically we weren't film students, but uh, a lot of people in our background, they do kind of have more some of a film uh, background and breaking this breaking this stuff down. So like I hope this is a consistent thing we could do where we're like kind of pick things like, oh, did this have any relevance? Did this did this have any relevance? Well, um, we, we weren't film majors, but we both did video production, did we not? So I mean, that counts for something for yeah. me. <laughs> so to to me, like the the big ones that stood out were his his father's ring. Mm-hmm. That you know, it kind of at the beginning of I don't remember. I think it was at the beginning of this season. I don't think it was at the end of season one. They they kind of set up him having this, always having like big shoes to fill with his father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then w- when they introduced his mother into the into the mix as you know as adults now, they kind of revealed that they didn't actually they didn't have the best relationship and it was always like star and star and we can't coexist that sort mm. of thing. Um, so like for him to for for that to be in the mix and then him to wear the ring like I kind of wish they kind of dialed back a little bit like maybe in like legal's thing where Lorna's going over the case with legal maybe that was kind of the 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 dial back to okay you did your father proud or you outdid your father whatever the case may be maybe, maybe that was it but like i i, I kind of thought the ring was important it was a nice symbol and then the other thing was the postcard which we'll get into it later at the end of the show yeah it's teed up teed up the perspective next season but i thought the glory days postcard was something that you saw, you're like, what's what's the deal with that? Mm. And then you get paid off. You're paid off for it later. Right. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, I mean, the 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 father's ring is kind of interesting. And, you know, in the, the scenes with the mother, because when they're celebrating Mickey's birthday, you know, they're saying, oh, it was Haley's idea. And, you know, he doesn't want to do this. But, um, you know, saying, you know, I, I don't know if, someone asks Lorna, oh, well, like, why does he have a problem with celebrating his birthday? And, you know, Lorna says, oh, well, you know, his dad uh, was never there and his mom always made it about her, which like every scene she's in, she makes everything about her. So, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) yeah. So I I didn't find her to be a captivating character for that reason, because she's just kind of annoying, you know, Mm -hmm. narcissist. So... uh, (laughs) But, um, you know, the that's how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't hold back. Um, with the father's ring, it's interesting because it's talking about keeping up a legacy, but at the same time, um, you know, there's a scene with with Lorna kind of confronting Mickey, saying, like, are you sure you want to do things this way? And he's like, This is who I am now. And so it's like he's kind of struggling with like you know, doing things by the book versus like, I don't even know what you call his way of lawyering, but um, he's kind of struggling with, with how, 
uh, good or bad to be to get what he needs to get done. And, you know, at the same time, he's trying to live up to this legacy. So it's a little bit of a, a conflict. Yeah. Um, I, I think that to dig a little deeper on that, I, I think that him not necessarily being receptive to other people's, I don't want to say criticism, mm-hmm. but I guess for lack of a better word, criticism, yeah, definitely. It, it could could in fact draw back to his uh internal sh- shadowing i guess of his father where it's like you know like i got to do things i got to do this my way you can't don't don't question me because i have to you know like i've got this this gi- giant in my head that i that i either need to surpass or mm-hmm. fulfill or whatever the case may be yeah that could be um Oh yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if we'll we'll leave the postcard in um what Andy gives him closer to the end, probably. Um, that that one I just thought was funny because I think I thought it sets up a continued relationship between. I them. yeah. I mean, that's what it seems like. Maybe yeah. we'll see her every now and then. Yeah, like I could see them like one of them wins the case. They just exchange the mug back. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I could see that they were yeah. going to pass it back back and forth depending on who wins each case. Uh, the other things for the stu- film student and all of us uh, are, of course, character <laughs> development. Uh, the, the the shows that best resonate with the viewer to me are the ones that you kind of see this growth pattern uh, of characters, and there's a lot to go into. Uh, I think the big ones are are, are Izzy, uh, aside from Mickey, obviously. Mm. Uh, the big ones are, are Izzy, Lorna, uh, maybe Cisco. I, legal, not so much, but he does play a nice little role. I mean, what character developments do you like out of Lincoln Lawyer? Um, I mean, I think one of the most notable ones, I really enjoyed the scenes, and I had to look up... Um, legals what what do they call him legal schmeagle or something i don't know it rhymes i i I, the whole the whole show like every time they reference him it's always legal like is that his name (laughs) yeah so so the way that i always thought about him is is monica's dad because it's the same actor who plays monica's father in friends that's funny (laughs) <laughs> he's you know he's aged because he's 20 years older mm-hmm. than than he was when he was in friends so yeah. that's what i kind of like in my mind i'm like oh yeah the guy who plays monica's dad like i like when you know um they're explaining what they're gonna do to him like i think they're in like the um they're outside the courthouse and they're explaining to him what they're gonna do and then i there's a scene where where he he and mickey go to dinner together and and you know mickey says like well, I, I like having dinner with you, you know, um, and the it's it's so bad. But the one thing I thought was, no, please don't kill that guy, please. Like, keep that relationship. <laughs> I was like, I hope that doesn't foreshadow that they're going to kill this guy at the end. Like, because I, I love his relationship with Mickey as a mentor. I, I do, too, especially uh, when he's telling him things of the way his father did it. Mm hmm. Um, and I think that that's kind of still a tie that Mickey has to his father um, because legal and he were so close. Yeah. So I, that's definitely, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's like super present for the audience, but I like that it's always consistent 
he's always there. Yeah, I I liked that, you know, just he him popping in like it was probably at least once an episode, you know, mm-hmm. he'd be kind of consulting with Mickey on something. So I really liked that relationship. Um, I'm not totally sure what the purpose was of I don't know if it was just like to have a conflict, you know, having um, Cisco and Lorna kind of uh fighting about what they wanted to do for the wedding like was that just you know when she said oh well this venue said they can't have it there anymore like you know maybe it's just the universe giving us a sign and then you know he confesses that he would really actually want to have a big wedding and then you know what they settled on um like I I kind of felt like it was just to have a conflict to check the box. Like, I didn't know that there was much value in that, like for, as far as furthering their relationship along. I, I don't know. I, I, I agree. I agree in the sense that they probably just did it to make, to, to show the audience that they're not just this perfect couple that spontaneously sparked, spontaneously sparked. Um, in the, in the office and like, oh, everything's perfect now. We're happy. We can't wait to be, be together. That sort of thing. Like just to show that there is, there, there is some kind of, uh, uh, that there can be a little bit of rough ground between them. Yeah. But I mean, that was kind of the whole story of the first half of the second season was the, you know, him not being out of the motorcycle gang, you know, Mm -hmm. and in her being like why is he behaving this way like why isn't he talking to me like that that to me was like the major conflict between them of of that second half or the first half of the season so I don't know this this to me like I they could have easily just you know had her talking about the wedding and then have Cisco just be like you know what like (laughs) sounds crazy but I kind of want to have a big wedding like call me a girl but you know like I that would kind of be fun like that could be a funny scene where he's this big gruff guy and he's admitting that he wants all of that corny stuff like I don't I didn't think it had to be drawn out so much you know what I mean although to their credit that um distrust or implied distrust or question or questioning of their their trust or whatever 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 you how you are, however you want to describe what was going on in Lorna's head. Yeah. That, to me, that almost helped fuel the connection between Lorna and Izzy, the friendship between Lorna and, Lorna and Izzy. Because the only reason, the only reason that ha- the only reason they're in the office together is because Lorna's piled with work. So it makes yes. it like, oh, just borrow Izzy. True. And the fact that, you know, Izzy just went through that thing with Ray so that like them both going through chaos and bad things like gave them a chance to bond. That's true. So now that we've uh, run through the show, we don't have to worry about spoiling our spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone that hasn't watched it, let's talk about some red flags or Easter eggs that popped up. And uh, a lot of the they did this with Trevor Elliott, too, Mm -hmm. where it's like Oh, you weren't playing. You weren't texting on your phone. You were controlling your drone to get rid of the the murder weapon. Uh, they did. They did this with him too. Uh, all of a sudden, Mickey starts to notice. He remembers the phone call with fake Jeff, and he hears the music playing in the background. He's walking on the board. Was he with Haley? I think he was. With Haley. Yeah. yeah, and Haley's like, "Dad, Dad," yeah. and he's yep. like, "Hold on, I just <laughs> yeah. have to do something." <laughs> like, and yeah. he hears the music and he recognizes it or uh in in the trial i think it came out that uh they weren't that lisa and jeff weren't divorced and yes Cisco sends in this pdf of their divorce paperwork and uh then he goes to confront 
Lisa and he's like, okay, where's Jeff? Where's Jeff? Looks down at the garden. Cilantro. He hated cilantro. You know, like, <laughs> I, like I, 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 I like that there's these red flags that kind of sour what should be a good feeling for Mickey that he just won a case. And to kind of make, to kind of continue this internal struggle of a defense lawyer, because when you're a defense lawyer, you want to defend your client, but you know, you don't necessarily know if they're guilt, if, if they really are innocent, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, like the crazy moment was, I mean, it was the street music, you know, when he was walking around with Haley, but also uh, something that stood out is uh, talking about um, uh, the, I don't know if he's the manager or, um, you know, uh, Lisa's employee, Renee, he was like, oh, that guy, he's like, that guy was the the health inspector. And it just being like, <gasps> he yeah. poses the health inspector, though, like the Walter Kim moment, that was kind of crazy too. like, to you know when when he was like hey just very innocently and that's Cisco, the health inspector and cisco's driving around and now no one can find walter kim right <laughs> yeah. yeah that was that that one I, i'm glad you brought that because i completely forgot about that when he's walked in i was like oh he's in a weird place <laughs> yeah i mean uh i wrote down two like foreshadowing or moments where uh you know how it's just people are kind of doing what they do and like they're not hiding that those this, these were two of those moments where um Mickey said to Lisa uh, when they were talking about Henry and you know she was like oh I didn't know Henry was like that you know like wow you know oh my god like you know and and uh Mickey Mickey's goes to her the whole time yeah, Mickey goes to her. I can see the liars coming from a mile away, and he's standing in front of her, like who she has just lied to him. Mm, mm. That was just like whoa. Yeah. And then, um, so then she does. She's done this thing several times to him throughout the you know second half of the season, where she like it's like, oh well, why don't you believe in me? You know, like she gets on him, and she like. I don't know. She's almost like very manipulative in certain ways. And almost reinforcing that. Like, yes. So, so I think in that same conversation, um, later in that conversation, uh, after they were, were talking about Henry, she says, well, it seems like you're doubting me again, like kind of like accusing, saying it in an accusatory way. And like, I just, I, I hated how she would always just like, you know, sink her claws into him to be like, you know, I, I think this was also be right before they hooked up. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> like I, yeah. Having Maggie out of the picture, I don't like that Lisa's in the picture, but, um, but yeah, she's, she makes him feel bad for, you know, having that natural doubt several mm -hmm. times. And that's, um, you know, ironic. It's like, yes, she didn't kill Bondurant, but she definitely killed Jeff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, like the doubt thing, like you're a defense attorney. You're supposed to doubt everything because you have to 
constantly think of ways the prosecution is going to make the jury doubt you. So yeah, you're right. Like to, to just like constantly drill that into his head. Yeah. Like, Look at me. I love you. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's just me. like, Oh, like you don't think I'm innocent. How could you? Yeah. Like, why don't you believe me? <laughs> just like that harping on it. Like it got annoying. And I think that's why I started to not like her. Cause would uh, an innocent person do that? I don't right. think so. And, um, interesting way to segue that because i think that something both from season one and season two now um that is kind of not a resolution but kind of like a full circle by the end of the episode mickey finds out that this case that he just won this person he defended is not necessarily so clean Mm. um and there's this kind of brass knuckle justice i think griggs used the term um after trevor trevor elliott was was shot and killed um following his presentation and that um this kind of making this inner conflict for mickey it's like how is he supposed to defend these people when he's been fooled twice right like like yes lisa didn't kill you know uh, Bondurant, but she did commit murder so mm-hmm. it's like he he didn't even see that well, at least the silver lining to that is, you know, she's not going to fill the void that Maggie left now. Right. <laughs> she's going away. Yeah. But, uh, like, it's just, I I don't know, like, how they can continue to push that because I feel like that's going to get predictable after a while. Right, right. She keeps defending these people that aren't squeaky clean. Um, but I do kind of like that there is this situation where he kind of figures out after the fact like why'd you pull you pulled the wool over my eyes and mm-hmm. I just got you off this life-changing event. Yeah, I think he feels like betrayed. I mean, this is like the second time he's been fooled and like is it going to keep happening and I just hope, you know, with this new case that they introduce <laughs> at the end that it continues in a different direction which um you know, even by the end of the finale we saw what direction it was going in with the glory days Mm -hmm. um yeah that whole situation i'm just like no like because you know you you see the postcard and you're like okay she's she's all good she's safe she's in hawaii with her mom and then uh, again it's like a a rug pulled out from under you moment like they did with, you know, Maggie moving to San Diego. It's just like, okay, we're going to give you this great thing. Never mind. Whoop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, um, that would be my final thought on, on the season is I'm enjoying the way this is going. I'm enjoying watching Mickey's courtroom demeanor, despite all these internal conflicts, which obviously have to be mm. there. Uh, and 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 I and I'm not upset by their um, ties to the show. So to set up the next season with uh, the murder of this integral person in Mickey's previous cases, uh, it it, just, it really does make me excited for what's to come next in Lincoln Land. Yeah, yeah, same. I I am excited to see this story keep going, and I like that the fact I like that they wove in a character we already know to keep it going it's just like the you know the plot thickens yeah 
and it's almost like a different way of doing what they did um coming full circle back around to um i can't think of his name the side case uh he was dealing with with, with trevor elliott the kid that got put away wrongly and oh um yeah i can't think of his name but like th- that kind of it it feels it obviously carried on a different way because you have a previous character that's dead as opposed to one that's getting off. But um, it it kind of brings back that full circle thing where it's like this is someone we know, like you said, this is someone we know, and now you're upset because this was a good character, so like the likable character, right? And he, the fact that he said it was a friend of his, mm-hmm. you know, they're saying that I, why would I kill my friend? Um, I forget, you know, uh what he calls uh glory days what he calls her it was what yeah, name he, he knew he her by name. it was like gloria something it was i think her name i think his name was still gloria but it was a, it was a different last name yeah or maybe it started with a g also but um but yeah so that it, it's kind of that parallel of like oh well, he, this is a person that's being accused of something that they couldn't have done so what could who could have done it if, you know, if this person didn't do it, then who did? And what's the explanation for it? Right. Well, we give a lot of explanations. Make sure you follow us along. You've seen them down below the whole show. Instagram Instagram, and TikTok, we're both on there. Binge at Binge the Ginge with dots between the letters. Mm-hmm. At Nutmeg to Palmetto. Give us both follows. Stay tuned to the show on all our platforms, YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, and uh, Apple Podcasts. And until the next real review, Red and Red, sign out. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? What? Do what? <laughs> I'd like to be pimps from Oakland or cowboys from Arizona, but it's not Halloween. Let the dogs out, you know, like, who let the dogs out? Who, who? Who brought this guy along? Slow ahead. I can go slow ahead. Come on down and chump some of this shit. Grow up, Peter Pan. Don't shock you. Like- never, ever marks this spot. One more thing. Do me a favor. Don't go chasing waterfalls. You crazy son of a bitch, you did. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. You're gonna need a bigger boat. No! Try not! Do! Or do not! There is no try. All right. Then you do us proud. Because I don't want no scrubs. Don't act so surprised, Your Highness. You weren't on any mercy mission. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? I'll take care, all right? Number love. Number love. And X marks the spot. Have any clue what's about to happen to him? Oh, no chance in hell.
Good night. Ain't too proud to beg. Come on. What? It's not funny anymore. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not trying to see references. Still nothing. I swear to you. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day.